What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show. Welcome. About to have your mind blown. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or <laughs> lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Sean and Joe. We're the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things really like. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to scale your company, but this is actually a topic we did for the Lash Boss Conference, so we're going to go ahead and cut to that right now. Yes. To speak on this conference. I hope you guys, like Mike said, are getting a ton of value. There's so many amazing speakers and we're so happy that we're able to share, um, you know, this segment with you about scaling your business. If you don't know who Mike and myself are, we own Live Bay Lash. Uh, Live Bay Lash actually used to be Sassy Lashes. Um, uh, our come up story is pretty unique. Um, I started lashing in 2011. I took like a six hour course um, with, you know, a, a great company. It was a very short training. Shortly after that, um, I started doing lashes from my house. We were extremely broke. I literally lashed off my bed. It was insane. I was doing a bunch of friends and family for free. Um, I actually did free lashes for an entire year because I was so bad. And there was um, no YouTube back then. Yeah, there was, there was no YouTube. There was no you know support systems or Facebook groups. It was really just trial and error. So I didn't really have like a mentor or anyone to go to. Um, so all trial and error, I mean, literally gluing eyes shut, just not knowing mapping, not knowing anything like products. I mean, I was getting them off Amazon. I used to keep my adhesive for literally like four months. It was crazy. So I did lashes for a year. Um, finally started, you know, charging very small after that. Eventually got pretty good. And I was still lashing from home. I lashed from home for four years. Probably. Four years. Yeah, four years. And so I eventually got good and just really built my clientele. Um, I was lashing, you know, from, I don't know, eight, sometimes 8 a.m. to midnight. Um, Mike and I had two, two jobs. So we worked at a bank just to kind of keep things afloat so we could pay our rent. Um, we were barely making it, basically. Our famous story is we sold our landlord's refrigerator to pay him rent. That's how, that's how broke we were. So, um, after a while, just got super, super busy. I ended up, uh, just going, you know, full-time into lashing. I begged Mike to come and help me cause he has such an amazing business side. And after how many years you jumped on board? 20, After a few years, yeah, 2016, he jumped on board. We opened up our first location. It was a small little uh, dental office. We didn't even have money to decorate the rooms. So like the first two rooms were decorated and then you keep going and there's like no decor room set up or anything. We didn't have a receptionist. Um, we pretty much did everything ass backwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fast forward to today, to today. Fast forward to today, uh, we have four salon locations. We're actually in the middle of opening up our fifth one right now in Scottsdale, which is a corporate store for our franchises going forward. 
We have an e-commerce business where we sell the products all over the world. Uh, we're actually starting to manufacture. We're in the process of developing a machine here stateside to manufacture our own lashes. We do classes, and we actually have a warehouse in Canada now where we ship the product all over the world. Uh, legit, at the end of this year, our company's supposed to be valued somewhere between 30 and $40 million. What's wild about that, it's not a, a brag story, it's not a flex, none of that stuff. What's wild about that is we literally started out of the house, flat broke, with just a, a hope and a dream. We All we would hope for literally was just to pay our bills. We went a little extra money so we'd go on vacation because we were so broke. So we're gonna give you guys some really key pointers to show you how we can do it. This is just practical stuff. None of the stuff <laughs> we're telling you is like, buy our next set of DVDs and you'll learn the second <laughs> round of the secret sauce. Like, we're just gonna tell you, we're gonna speak very candidly and open with you and hope you, you know, can get some stuff from this. Um, we feel when we tell you guys these things, it's not just like us going, Hey, you know, do these things. Cause we heard it from some other life coach. Like this is shit we went through. We, we ate some shit sandwiches. We're going to teach you guys some of the stuff we did. Hopefully you can learn from our mistakes and then make this stuff hundred percent applicable to your business so that you'll be able to scale in the same way. Yeah. I would say the first key point is, um, to, you know, really start small. So like I, you know, I lashed from home. So obviously my overhead was nothing. Um, state board obviously didn't know or <laughs> when they did, they didn't like it. But if you start off small and you don't go too crazy with getting your own salon, I think that helps immensely. Um, so kind of just marinating where you're at and not, you know, being influenced by social media and like, oh, I have to have my own salon. So really starting off small um, because there's so much to learn than just application. So there's like a whole business side of this. So if you're starting off, you know, really small, you're marinating, you're learning. Um, and then when you have like a ton of money saved and you have an overflow of clients, that's when you want to jump and possibly get your own place. Um, I would definitely start off small though. And when you do get so busy to the point where you're just working your hands off, get someone underneath you. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm going to say the forbidden words in the lash industry. <laughs> Lash from home. <laughs> Everybody hates it when I say that, okay? Just because you lash from home doesn't mean you're doing it illegally. And if you are doing it illegally, I don't give a shit. No judgment here. You do what you got to do to make it work in life. But listen, she lashed from home for a long time because we couldn't afford a, a sola studio or in one room, you know, room anywhere. And so it was a great way to build her client base. She didn't jump out and get a salon until the point where she was literally working seven days a week, couldn't take on any more clients. At that point in time, we even hired a second lash artist <laughs> out of our illegal salon, out of our house, you know, to, to do this thing. So I think there's like a stigma. Everybody's like, well, if I work from home, it's going to be weird. People are going to be creeped out coming to my house. And listen, it's only weird and creepy going to your house if you make it weird and creepy. If you're like, hey, my place is decorated really cute. It's nice. It's comfortable. It's in my house. You know, really excited for you to come check it out. People are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And you're like, hey, uh, it's out of my house. Is that weird? And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And like, oh, okay. So you got to, it's just, it's all about how you present it. But the, the point of that is you're not paying rent. Okay. Lash supplies are expensive when you're first starting out. We used to have glue bottles that would get hard halfway through because we didn't either put the cap back on or we didn't know how to burp it the right way. And I'd be out there with a hacksaw trying to cut the glue bottle open just to get the last few drops out of it, you know, when the cap would get stuck. So those that stuff's expensive. So everybody was like, I got to have a salon to show that it, like I'm successful. Let me tell you something. The first two years we had a salon, we didn't make any money on it. Okay. Zero. We had second jobs to keep it afloat and everybody was like, you guys are killing it. You guys are killing it. And I had this like, uh, this like stigma where I felt like I had imposter syndrome. Like everybody thinks we're killing it, 
but deep down we're still sharing a car, our credit's still screwed, and we don't have any money. You know what I mean? Like, so we're really not killing it. But everybody feels like they have to like fulfill that social media glam life to where like you give the image like you're killing it, boss on 900 level CEO status. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just killing it, throwing money in front of a Benz. Like that's not that couldn't be further from the truth. So you guys need to listen and be cool with working from home, saving as much money as you can, trying to build your client base that way before you just go out and jump, you know, to fulfill that like vanity metric of looking really cool. Yeah, definitely. Once you get to the point where you just literally can't even take on any more clients, get someone underneath you, get someone, you know, who obviously is like licensed or whatever your state board, you know, asks whether you have an SD, Cosmo license, lash technician license, get someone underneath you, even if they're not that good, spend the time to train them and build trust with your clients to eventually move to that artist. Because if you're just literally running ragged to the point where you're just like, I can't take on any more clients, just think how many people are hitting you up and you're like, hey, like I'm booked out three weeks. You're literally just throwing money out the door. You need to get someone underneath you to take all of those clients. And then, you know, that's how you kind of start to build after that. And if I could make it this small little like cliff note, like if I could make one just quick comment to that, get somebody who needs money. Okay. You don't want uh, someone who's young, fresh out of beauty school. I'm not, I'm not generalizing saying everybody's like this, but most of the time if someone still lives with their parents and their parents are paying their car payment, their cell phone and like their bills, they're not going to have any like overhead to look forward to paying. So they're not going to want to work as hard for you. Find somebody that's like a single mom or I don't want to generalize this thing because you know, it yeah. is 2021. It could be a single dad. I don't care. We have male lash artists too. I'm just saying like, find somebody who's got some bills. They got a car payment, cell phone, rent. Like someone who's like, yes, feed me appointments. I'm hungry. They want to grow with you. And then number two, you got you to gotta sell them on the vision. You got to sell them on the vision. Don't just make it about your pocket, how much you're making. Show them what they could be doing long term. Hey, we're turning this thing into a real business. You got a chance. You're going to be my my right hand person. You know what I mean? You're going to grow with me. We're both going to make the turn this thing to something exciting. Make it about their pocketbooks, how they're going to grow, and they'll stick around with you for a long time. But you got to sell them on the vision. Yeah, for sure. You definitely don't want to make it all about you because they eventually see that or at least they envision that in their mind and they start to do you know, their own math like, oh, well, this person's making this much off of me. I can just go and do this you know, on my own. Um, I think it's really important too, regardless of how good you are as a lash artist or how good you think you are as a business person. Uh, We learned the hard way just with a ton of lawsuits and liability is you definitely want to have contracts. You want to have agreements in place. So if you are bringing someone on and let's say you're training them, like they're a newbie, they know nothing, you want to have those contracts. Like, hey, like if you're not going to work for me for like a year, then you're going to have to like pay me that training or something. And, you know, don't be afraid to do that even if you're new. If you're offering to train someone and to eventually work for you. You just want to protect yourself as best you can. I think that's really, really important. Um, after, you know, you get your own clientele, you possibly hire on, you know, one person, two, two people, three. Um, I think it's really important that you look into education. The education side of it is something that this industry is lacking so much. So I think that if you, you know, really want to expand and scale, I think education is enormous right now. And please don't offer a one-day class. I mean, I know we do with VR, 
But with all of our classes, we do like ongoing support. Um, you know, they're able to come here and shadow at our salons. They have access to Mike and I. So really just do something outside the box with your training and education and really just give the most value you can because there's so many pop-up trainings right now where it's just like a money thing. And then after that, like they're left in the dust and it's like they have to start over and take a new class. Yeah. And with the classes too, like that's how we, that's how we built our first salon. Like we had the two like rinky dink little ones on one on the east side, one on the west side of town. Both were office buildings, no storefront, no foot traffic. So the first like nice salon we built, we did it from classes. Like we had a full five day class. People could sign up for 1600 bucks. We had a financing program available and we were getting like 15 to 20 students a class. And that's that extra disposable income. Like the first couple classes, we were just paying off all the massage tables <laughs> and all the stuff we bought for it. But after that, it just became like pure profit. And that's why I encourage you, you know, like she was saying, don't do a one day. Make sure you're really taking the time and offering a real class. Because a class, you know as well as we do. If you're, if you're watching this conference right now, you know you can't learn this business in one day. You can barely hold your tweezers. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what the difference is between classic and volume. You're trying to make a volume pan out of classic lashes. And it's just, there's way too much. So that's why you want to gradually spoon feed them. And uh, the other thing I was going to tell you guys too. So a lot of you are going to make the difficult decision when you open your first small location. Like she was saying, hire a couple of people, start helping them build their clients. You're going to have to make the difficult decision of do I booth rent or do I pay commission? And I think the answer to that is you do both. Okay. And why do I say both? Obviously long-term as the client base grows, you're going to make more money on commission. But in the beginning, we had a few commission girls and two booth renters. The two booth renters helped pay our rent that we couldn't afford. And the, and the three commission girls were like the money that brought in the stuff that we could afford to buy products and advertise and start to grow the brand. So you're gonna want a, like a blend. Obviously, a shade more on the commission, but the booth renters will help carry your rent as well while you're struggling you know, to pay your bills in the beginning. Yes. Um, another amazing key point that really um, this is like the center of our business. So obviously we do make money off salons and classes, but our, you know, our biggest, um, the biggest thing we make our money off of is obviously our supplies and our e-commerce. So I would definitely, and even if you don't plan on like doing something big with supplies, it's always good to look into, you know, maybe starting your own line um, or just buying bulk lashes, maybe from like Alibaba or a distributor um, just to, increase your profits within your salon. So what was happening was, you know, we were purchasing a really well-known brand um, of lash trays and it was anywhere between 20 and $30 a tray. And, uh, you know, some of our lash artists were just like, they didn't care. Like they would just throw the the strip away and it still had lashes on it. And so it became very wasteful. Tell them what you did. <laughs> there was one time I pulled it out of the garbage. I didn't use it. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is a full lash trip. We, we were trip. poor. Don't I judge. Like, we were poor. I was like, what are they doing? And like, you know, there's nothing like your business, your baby. Like you see the money flying out. You don't see the money coming in right away. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I was like, you know what? I am just going to find a distributor. I'm not even like necessarily going to put my my name and my logo on it. I just want to increase my profits within the salon. Because right now, like other people are just being so careless with my supplies. And so I started to do that. And then what was amazing was like, you know, um, our booth renters were like, hey, I need to like purchase your trays. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that kind of like started off. And I was like, holy crap, like, you know, there's great money in, uh, within this. And there's not really a location here in Las Vegas where people can purchase supplies. 
So that kind of is just was like a snowball effect. And we just started adding new products and, you know, finding distributors, which that took like a long time. Um, so that was, that was super, that was a super amazing thing that we did. It, it took a while to get off the ground, but it increased our profits with everything, with our salon, with our classes. And then we started making money off just other artists in the area stopping in and, and purchasing the supplies. Yeah. It's listen, everybody wants to cut their bottom line down the salon. And you can't do that by paying full price for those trays and glues. You got to get your own product line. We bought our own product line just so we could cut the margins down on our salon profit. As a byproduct, people wanted to buy it from us locally. And then we started like, well, shit, if they're buying it locally, we now we can feed our classes for cheaper now because we have our own line. And then we're like, well, shit, why don't we sell it online as well? Because we had people coming in from out of state to take our classes. Then we built an e-commerce site. And it just kind of scaled. I remember... Like I saw an old video, it popped up on my timeline. It was a picture of us taking like four orders to the post office. We were like doing so big excited. shit. We're doing we're boomies. Doing big, yeah, we're doing boomies. <laughs> like, yeah, like we're doing such big shit. You know what I mean? We're shipping out of the back of like our retail store. We thought we were so cool. Yeah. And now, you know, now we get like 1,500, 2,000 orders a day. It's crazy. You know, the things running constantly in the post office. But it doesn't have to be. Listen, when I'm telling you guys this stuff, this is like, any one of you can do this. Like literally, this is like lashing for dummies 101. You literally go out, and I'm not calling you guys dummies, don't don't take that the wrong way. It's like the books, the whatever for dummies yeah. series. So make sure I had to put that out, that little disclaimer. <laughs> like that Mike from Live Bay called us dumb dumbs. I don't like him. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Listen, we're giving you the playbook. Literally, start at home, okay? Build that client base up. Make you know, before you jump out and pay for the expensive rent. Now you get the, the client base. Now you hire somebody. You get a little like solo spot, a little you can share a room with. Now you start to kind of give them clients, train them, build them up, make them sign a contract. Then you decide you guys are both so full, there's no more room to go. You got to get a bigger salon. Now it's time to jump out, make the leap. You get the salon, you got a few more people. Now you start offering classes. The classes then will draw notoriety and extra disposable income. You now have two revenue streams. Then you're like, well, what's the next layer of this thing? I start my own product line. I call China. If you don't know where to start with the vendor list, you can literally go on Alibaba or LinkedIn or anywhere. Shit on Instagram, I literally wake up to 500 vendors every morning <laughs> yeah. trying to get my business. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying there's levels to this thing. Now you've cut your product, your margins down in your salons and you're selling products. Again, you now have three revenue streams and now it's up to you which way you want to go. Do I really want to, you can make that decision. You can continue to make money on all three or you can really develop one of the other ones. You're like, well, the product sales are really taking off. I'm going to really put my money into like social media ads and growing my e-com sales. My classes are great. I'm a really good trainer. I'm going to take these on the road and start making some money. Or, hey, you know what? I've just got a knack for the salon thing. I figured this thing out. Let's do multiple locations of franchises. Either way you look at it, it's three revenue streams. Anybody who's successful in life has multiple revenue streams. And I'll tell you guys this one little fact. When COVID first hit last year, the governor shut all of our locations down, all of our salons. And if Sean and I were only a salon business, keep in mind all the other cities in the U.S. shut down which meant all of our classes that were pre-booked and already pre-sold out, we had to refund. So not only am I paying the rents on my salons and don't have any income coming in. And we just opened up low And we just opened our blow-dry bar. <laughs> now we're refunding classes. Like we are F-U-C-T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really bad, right? <laughs> so now we're in this literal like sitting ducks. And if we were only a salon-based business, we would have been out of business. We'd have been bankrupt. We'd have been, that'd have been the end of it. We would have been back to sharing a car. Back to sharing a car. My mom's basement on an air, air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> but 
because we had the product sales <clears throat> and so many people went underground to make a paycheck when the governor shut everything down, that literally quadrupled and saved the day. And that's why I want you guys to understand when you scale that you got to do all of those steps because it'll give you multiple revenue streams to where you're not just a sitting duck on just like, well, I hope there's not a COVID version 2.0, you know, and now you're salon shut down and you're out of business. Good point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that was, and obviously you have a wife that's really cheap and shops at 99 only. So that's I do. Too. I do. Listen, I lucked out. <laughs> I Listen, I super lucked out. My wife told me she was going to learn lash extensions back in 2011. I go, well, that's stupid. I'm going to get a second job. You know what I mean? And that was, Probably, obviously, in retrospect, the worst thing I ever thought, you know. Uh, she's very creative. She comes up with all the styles, the the new products. She's always, like, she's just got a creative eye for it. The stuff is cute. It's pretty. She's got the little notes in it, the pink fortune. Like, everything, everything she does is a personalized touch when you get a package. You know what I mean? People always tag us on social media. They get so excited. The box is pretty. They open it up. It's got lash tissue paper. It's sprayed with Bath and Body Works. It's got a little like pump up note. It's got a pink fortune cookie telling you how great you like. It's just positivity flowing from head to toe. And you're just like, wow. You're excited. <laughs> That's how I feel like when I get a pair of like retro Air Jordans. I open the box and I smell the letter. <laughs> and it's got the big Roman numeral on the glass see-through oh part. I'm like, gosh. yey. You do. And, and that's the thing. It's all my wife's original idea. I'm just kind of like riding around the gravy chain. I'm like, yep, that's great, babe. Just make this money. <laughs> no, Mike is the business. He's all business. He's the one who actually scaled the company. So we're a good duo. The last thing Yin I will yang. say. Yin and yang. Yeah. Schmike. Um, the last thing I will say is, and I, I just posted this on like our Instagram, but listen, at this you know point in the industry, in the world. It's like literally anybody can learn to be a lash artist. Like anybody can learn to lash. You can take a course. There's so many courses out there too that don't even ask if you're licensed. Like you can literally just take it. So anyone can be a lash artist. It's literally a mental game. You know what I mean? Like I cannot tell you how many times Mike and I have messed up and like, you know, we've been in a lawsuit, trademark our name, like, which I advise you to do. Um, You know, just... Uh, contracts, like not having correct contracts in place, like just doing everything ass backwards. And we turned our company from negative bank accounts, sharing a car for five years, the one good paycheck we got, something hit our account and we were still negative. And I remember looking at Mike and I was bawling and I'm like, dude, this is like literally how many years we're going and we're just fucking broke. Like, you know, and now our company, you know, after doing financial evaluations is going to be worth 35 million. Like, are you fucking kidding me so if we can do it like I or any you guys can do it it's all mental it doesn't matter how good of a lash artist you are it's like literally fighting day in and day out with bad days good days bad clients bad retention you know bills balancing sanity like so that's just my best advice is is to get mentally strong yeah get some grit get some grit grit grit's the only thing that's going to carry you Uh I, I swear to god and the thing is is like everybody out there wants to jump to the finished product where, he's, where Mike and Shauna are now. But what you don't realize is there's gonna be days where you're gonna have, you're gonna glue someone's eye shut. You're gonna get a bunch of complaints. People complain they're all their lashes fell out. You're gonna struggle with retention. You're gonna have people that you thought were like super tight in your organization that quit and take clients with them that were your clients that you marketed and helped build them up and they had none. Like you're gonna be stabbed in the back so many times and you're gonna wanna quit. We wanna quit daily. I yeah. swear to God, there's some mornings I really wake up and go, <laughs> I would rather uh, go drink beer in the pool. I'll go pee in the pool today and just sit around and hang out all day, get drunk. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to work today. I don't feel like working. I don't want to go and do payroll. 
you know, and, and the thing is, is like, it's, it's okay to feel that way. It's totally normal. Yeah. Matter of fact, there's probably more days that I want to quit than I have good ones where I'm like, yay, life is awesome. Yeah. You know, with the business. But at the end of the day, it's all about just not quitting. You know what I mean? And I promise the stuff we gave you guys, which we probably should have charged for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The stuff we gave you guys is it's not, I mean, it's, it, it really is a secret sauce, but it's, it's free. It's free info. It's up to you to just take it and apply it now. Yep. Wow. That was a great talk. <laughs> Hopefully you got some really great info yeah. and some great value from that. Yes, it was. It was As great. always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure to join our Facebook group. The Lash T-T-E-A. Yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you, guys.